Welcome to Illinois Family Spotlight, a conversation about faith, family, freedom, the state of Illinois, our nation, and conservative action. Here's David Smith and Monty Larrick. Well, welcome to another edition of Illinois Family Spotlight, uh, the weekly podcast from Illinois Family Action. Uh, Monty Larrick is off on special assignment, but today I am pleased to be joined by Latasha Fields. Latasha and her husband, Ronald, are Christian ministers at Our Report Ministries in Chicago. She's a homeschooling mother of four, founder and director of CHESS, which stands for Christian Home Educators Support System. She's a realtor, right? And the Illinois State Volunteer Coordinator for ParentalRights.org. Now, Latasha has also gotten involved in a new endeavor that is called 1776unite.com, which we'll talk about in the second half of the podcast. But first, I wanted to talk to Latasha. I asked her to come on this podcast because we have two horrible owner's bills pending in the Illinois General Assembly that threaten parental rights and religious liberty. First, we have House Bill 4870, which was introduced by State Representative Robin Gable of Evanston, and then and, and co-sponsored by Kelly Cassidy, who's a well-known sponsor of everything evil, uh, and she's a Democrat from Chicago. Now, this legislation would mandate that all students in Illinois, government, private, or homeschool students, be required to get HPV vaccine shots in sixth grade. That's boys and girls, because this HPV vaccine used to be just for girls, but now they've developed one for boys. Now, the other bill takes government authority even a step beyond that. You want to talk about tyranny? Listen to this. State Senator Heather Staines, a Democrat from Chicago, has introduced Senate Bill 3668, which repeals all religious and medical exemptions for school immunizations and authorizes minor students 14 years of age or older to be vaccinated without parental consent. It also removes an important protection for parents in that if this legislation is passed into law, could be could place parents who do not immunize, let me say that again, could place parents who do not immunize in jeopardy of being charged with neglect, which means they could lose custody of their children. So is it any surprise that I wanted to talk to Latasha here today about these two bills as she is the coordinator, volunteer coordinator for parentalrights.org, which you should you should subscribe to and visit regularly. Latasha, welcome and thank you. What are your thoughts on these two bills? And feel free to take them apart one at a time. Yes. Hi, Dave. Thank you so much for having me. Uh, it is such a blessing. Um, yeah. So these bills are terrifying, right? They are absolutely terrifying in nature. And, and so myself and many other parental rights champions, many other parents and even parental rights.org, we're just in awe right now. You know, um, a lot of parents are in fear. And I just want to, if I can, just encourage parents that there are many, many uh, experts and, 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 and volunteers and awesome parents all over the state of Illinois that are fighting tooth and nail 
to get this withdrawn. Um, and so both bills, when you look at them, you know, just both, as you stated, they, they violate our constitutional rights as parents. You know, they, they violate the fact that parents have the right to direct the upbringing of their children. Um, That's right. You know, just in itself, just unconstitutional at best. Um, and it violates just the medical principle of having parents being informed. Um, that's right. It violates that's the right. Fourth Amendment that guarantees bodily integrity. You know, that's absent from this. So it's just, you know, it, I, I, I'm sorry, but it just it almost leaves me speechless. You know, yeah, it, does. it really does. It's, it's amazing that these lawmakers think that government has a role in medical treatment of our children. I mean, this is a parental uh, it, it, these are decisions that should be made by parents and their pediatrician, no one else. Yes, exactly. And then when you when you visit or, or revisit Illinois Supreme Court decision, it makes it very clear that parents have the fundamental right, and then and and they receive strict judicial scrutiny. And so it it even violates you know just Illinois constitution on this. You know, uh, again with the fundamental rights that parents have. Um, well, we hope that it doesn't get that far. No. And so we're asking parents who are listening to this, grandparents who are listening to this, would you please call your state lawmakers? Uh, the Springfield switchboard number is 217-782-2000. That's 217-782-2000. Ask for your state representative and then call again, ask for your state senator and leave a message with the secretary that House Bill 4870 Okay, and the other one is Senate Bill uh, three six six eight should be rejected. Vote no to Senate Bill three six six eight in House Bill forty eight seventy. Yes. So let let's take a second here and look mm -hmm. at this one at a time. Yes. So House Bill forty eight seventy requires HPV vaccine. Now, <laughs> Latasha. Mm -hmm. Vaccine is for a sexually transmitted disease. Yes. Are children in government schools or any schoolroom at risk of contacting a sexually transmitted transmitted disease? No, these minors are, are not. And and even further than this, you know, you have to ask yourself, you know, what are the risks? with these, with this, with the HPV, you know, there are hundred percent risk-free. The decision is again, is to be left up to the parents. And so yep. to, to, to say that these vaccines are safe and ineffective is, is, is not true. There are a lot of risks in injecting, you know, these type of chemicals into our children, you know, and just to think that you want to inject this for, to prevent them from catching sexually transmitted disease. Again, that's not the government's decision to make. That's right. And here's the other thing about the HPV vaccine. From what I understand, this vaccine only helps, let's put that in quotes, okay, yes, Scarecrow, yes. helps to protect against certain types of cancers mm -hmm. from nine, nine strains of the HPV. Now, I understand there are up to 150 mm -hmm. strains of the HPV. So, um, you add that to the fact that sixth graders, now this would be mandated for sixth graders, yes. uh, are not usually sexually active, right? No. Even in our government schools, they're not usually sexually active at this time. So, I mean, this is like um, rolling the dice, making everybody get this vaccine, whether or not they want it or may have adverse effects from it. 
um, or are going to engage in sexually risky behavior. And we know, we know, Latasha, as a Christian minister, Mm -hmm. as a Christian leader myself, we know that the Bible prescribes sexual purity until marriage and then monogamy thereafter. And guess what? Mm-hmm. You're not going to catch this HPV if you do that. Exactly, exactly. And then, and then to add to that, with the school systems, where is the risk of outbreak? That's right. And like, right. The, like you said, they're just rolling the dice. It's like there's no risk of outbreak. There's there's not even a possible risk to spread this within the school setting. Um, no, no, not at all. And they're overstepping their bounds yes. wildly. Yes. What they should be doing, instead of teaching the so-called comprehensive sex ed, which is teaching the kids how to do unsafe sexual acts in outside of marriage, they should be teaching abstinence yes. until marriage and then monogamy thereafter. Yeah, but we know to, to even just nudge that point just a little bit, we kind of know in terms of behind the scene why they're pushing such such erroneous bills as such just because of the sexual perversion that they are teaching in our school system, that they're not teaching abstinence, you know? And so to me, it seems like they're preparing for something um, because yeah. they, they continue to indoctrinate our children that having all of these... Uh, you know, sexually uh, perverse uh, activities is okay. And it's not, you know, so we as parents and as Christians and ministers, we have to even see what they're leading up to because they, they promote and encourage our children to be sexually promiscuous. Well, Latasha, I think this is part of the culture of death. Yes. Um, They're promoting abortion. They want to pay for abortion. And then they're going to be promoting sexual activity, which leads, these sexually transmitted diseases, which affects fertility. Yes. And those of us who know our Bible know that God wants the earth filled with his creation. Yes. With his jewel of creation, that's human beings. And so what do you think the devil's doing? He's working overtime mm-hmm. to stop that from coming to fruition. Exactly. Very I, aggressive. Very aggressively. Exactly. So it's it's a shame. And now, as far as Gardasil goes, who makes this vaccine, do you think they may have a financial uh, benefit that they're trying to pursue here? Oh. If you think there are 2 million students in government schools and how many outside in private and homeschooling, and if they are going to be paid $250 per HPV vaccine shot, do you think they stand to make some money off of this bill? Oh, big time, big time. And then what What does the Bible say? The root of all evil is the love of money. Not some, all. That's so right. you, can, right. you can track every evil work till money is going to be involved. You know, and so the, 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 the cliche, and I'm quoting, our children are like cash cows to these people, you know, That's right. to, to these systems. And so we need to be very aware of, of what is happening. You know, they're, they're trying to lead our children to the slaughter in many different ways, in many different ways. And this is just another tactic to do so, to destroy us. Right. So that's, that's House Bill 4870. So please call your state representative and state senator about that. The other bill we want to talk on quickly mm-hmm. before we go to a break mm-hmm. is Senate Bill 3668, which is the one that takes away religious and medical exemptions for school immunizations and authorizes students 14 years old or older to get make their own decision mm-hmm. about vaccination. Um, 
What do you think about that? Uh, insanity. <laughs> Absolutely insanity that, again, you see where they're usurping parental authority. You know, you have you have a bill that's saying that our children can make such a dire decision for their lives when when yet they can't even buy a pack of cigarettes until they're 21. Well, yeah. Natasha, I don't. You're, you're you're probably a millennial. I'm an Xer, <laughs> uh, Generation Xer. And uh, when I was growing up in the '70s, mm-hmm. uh, you know, there were only maybe four vaccines, yes. uh, three or four vaccines. Yes. yes. Today, today there are over twelve vaccines um, being prescribed to our kids. And so, you know, some of those parents parents may want to pick and choose which vaccine they get. Yeah. Parents say, I don't want this, this, and that uh, for various reasons. For example, on religious ground, some of the vaccines are cultivated in aborted fetal tissue. Yes, yes, which is horrible in itself. And then the the CDC is recommending that children get 53 shots, 53. So you're right. You go from the 1940s to today, you go from three to 53? Yeah, right. (laughs) (laughs) So, so, I mean, it's easy to see how parents can get c- concerned. You know, uh, I know parents who, 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 who do vaccines, mm-hmm. but they spread it out because a, a lot of times doctors will give a whole series of shots in one sitting mm-hmm. and there are concerns about overwhelming the immune system. Yes. There are parents who say, no, not at all. My ch- we are fearfully and wonderfully made. Yes. God, take care of this. We don't need this. Uh, and then, you know, and, and that's not just, you know, and of course, that's that's a religious argument. But, you know, the thing on this issue, Latasha, which I think is kind of funny, is you've got left wing parents out there who are raising free range organic kids. Right. Yes. And they don't want any part of the vaccines either. So it's not a right wing issue. No, it's not a conservative Christian issue. It is an issue that spans the. uh the whole of parents uh, and, and grandparents, right? Yeah, yeah it, it, it's universal. Parents have the fundamental right to raise and care for their children. Even if you choose the vaccine, that is a fundamental right. If you choose not to vaccinate, that is a fundamental right. And I think that is the message that needs to get across, that this is about choice. And no one has yeah, the it, right to infringe upon that. It, it is about choice. Well, I- I like to point out, I'm sorry, our politicians are in Springfield are not qualified to prescribe medical treatments to our children. No, they're not. Right? No, they're not. No, they're not. And then even if you... And the idea, and I want to get your opinion on this, the idea that we could be called neglectful, abusive parents if we don't uh, go with their medical opinion, and I will call it feckless medical opinion, mm-hmm. is outrageous. They're going to charge me as a neglected parent? Huh. Yeah, it, it is. And again, that's one of those thoughts that just leave you speechless. And and you're wondering, and I know I wonder, what type of people do we have in office? What what kind of people yep. sit up and, and, and create policies and legislations to be so horrible, to take away a, a child from their home, from loving fit homes, regardless of your choice, just because we don't agree with you when we know and you're knowing the, the, the real issue is all about the money. You know, so it's horrible. And then even if you bring it down to ethnicity in the African-American community, we are affected even the more so with this vaccine issue. You know, you got black boys that are three, three times more likely to even develop autism 
from the MR vaccine, you know. So this issue is is really critical. It's really, really critical. And and I think Well, that's, that's an important point you bring mm-hmm. up that the vaccines don't affect all people the same no. way. Some people get really hurt, some people um develop allergies, mm-hmm. some people also uh you know they're not a hundred percent effective. Yeah. They're not a hundred percent effective. No. And so what are we doing? You know, we're, we're, we're killing kids. That's what we're doing. We're, we're killing kids. We're destroying families and, and it needs to stop, you know, and we have to continue to do what we're doing and making our voice loud and clear and making it heard. And we have to take back the rights of our children, take back the rights of our family. And we can only do it if we all work together. And that's why the elections coming up here in March, March 17th, and then in November are so important. We got to throw out the bums who are undermining and usurping parental rights and uh, getting people who respect and honor individual liberty. Because you're right. It is about the money, but it's also about power. The power of the state. And, you know, Dennis Prager used to say, um, and I think he probably still does, is the bigger the state, the smaller the citizen. Mm -hmm. In other words, as the power grows for the state, the liberty for individual citizens shrink. Yes, yes. And we need to be made aware of that. And then just simply put, maybe we need to be reminded of our constitution. You know, it's supposed to be government of the people, by the people, for the people. These people are not working for us. They're working for their own best interests. You know, they're working for the interests of their agenda, for the interests of their caucus. They're not standing for the American people. They're, they're just Maybe not. they're working for the uh, for big pharma. Yeah. Oh, don't leave them out, right? Yeah. <laughs> yes, they are. All right. Well, with that, you know, I just want to remind parents yeah. the phone number to Springfield is 217-782-2000. That's the switchboard. Please call it. We'll be back in a moment after this announcement. This is Dan Proft for townhall.com. The 1619 Project doesn't seem to believe in America or black people. Those words come from Brown University economics professor Glenn Lowry talking about the New York Times' project that's pushing a revisionist history of slavery and the United States. The 1619 Project aims to redefine America's founding date and its founding values. The 1619 Project presents a stilted view of American history. It tells of slavery almost exclusively, but not the Civil War. It covers the Tuskegee Experiment, but not the Tuskegee Airmen. Theirs is a demonstrably false story of America as the forever oppressor and black Americans as the forever victims. But the battle has now been joined. A group of leading black intellectuals led by civil rights movement veteran Bob Woodson have launched 1776 Unites, a direct response to 1619's divisiveness. Woodson is correcting the historical record as he said, in the spirit of 1776, the date of America's true founding. I'm Dan Proff. All right, welcome back to Illinois Family Spotlight. I am thrilled to be talking to Latasha Fields, a wonderful Christian leader from the south side of Chicago, and a mother, a Christian mother, a Christian minister, uh, and a activist, a wonderful activist. Um, There is a new project or endeavor called 1776unites.com. That's 1776, the numbers, 7, 1776 unites 
Com, uh, that is uh, something that you need to know about. And I'm going to let Latasha tell you about it. She was in Washington, D.C. on Valentine's Day, which is also Frederick Douglass's birthday, and a press conference for this organization and for this endeavor. And why is it important? Well, Latasha, tell us about Yes, it. thank you again, Dave. It, it, it is utterly important because we know, uh, unfortunately, there's a lot of, I would say, naysayers or propaganda going forth, and especially with the 1619 Project, um, a project that has- From the New York Times. Yes, time. from the New York Times that have uh, pretty much evolved into a curriculum, and it's in over 3,000 of our public schools. And so what 1776 Unite with Mr. Woodson is doing is to bring an alternative message uh, that we- are all an assembly of independent voices and we are decreeing and declaring that you know, this country does have virtue. It does have value and that we're not defined by slavery. You know, we're not victims of that. We're conquerors. You know, we're, we're more than conquerors of that. And there has been amazing, amazing people that have went before us that have proven that there's evidence of that. There's examples of resilience in this country, you know, and so 1776 is the Declaration of Independence. So it's, it's etched in our documents, you know, our founding Father's documents that that we are people that can achieve greatness, and that's that's what 1776 uh, is about, and that's why I'm about that project because, as I stated to the United States Congress when I testified in June, and what I stated uh, last week on Friday is that you know on the 14th that you know there's many accomplishments even in in my life that I have been able to recognize that seriously I am not a victim of slavery. You know, um, my ancestors, even in the even in the crutch of slavery, even in the midst of it, they had unmatched perseverance, you know, and it. Amen. And, Amen. And, 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 Amen. So, go ahead. so, so 1776 Unites is in a, a response to the New York Times push on 1619, which is really almost like condemning America for starting in slavery. Yes, right? and it hurts and it's hurting the African American community. It's hurting the black community. And and so it is saying that basically America's DNA is racism. That it will yeah. be and so when you talk about DNA, you're talking about a serious birth defect. And that's not true. And, and that is just not the case because again, um, we can go back to as far as 1642, where where you had blacks in public office, you know. And so it, it makes you ask the question, you know, how was this possible if if America is so racist? And this is not to undermine the obstacles and the the horror and the and the challenges that that Africans and African Americans have had to face. It's not to take away from that. But as I stated, right. true. American history, because we're all Americans, is the good, the bad, and the ugly. So it's not... And, and there was ugly, and it right? Was ugly. Uh, you know, man, man is fallen, yes, right? We believe yes, all men yes, have fallen yes. and, and have done some evil Very things. Very evil things. And uh, but we can overcome yes, that, right? We, we can identify it. And that's the whole idea of America, is to form a more perfect yes. union. There's a reason that's in our, our preamble. 
to form a more. It's it's never going to be no. perfect, but it could be more yeah, perfect. And, and we're striving and we have seen many strides with this country. And so I think people lose sight when we say, you know, the United States of America, when we say country, we, we negate the fact that we're talking about human beings, right? We're, you know, Amen. systems don't create themselves, right? Constitutions don't create Amen. themselves. And so I think we get caught up in the in the more tangible aspects of government. And we forget that we're talking about people, you know, and so that that begs to say, no, we are not perfect, but we have strived for perfection and we will continue to strive for perfection. And I tell people, as long as breath in my body, my people will know that we will continue to be resilient. All of us will continue to work hard and do the best we can because personal responsibility, hard work and determination is how you uh, overcome obstacles. Nothing is nothing in life is easy, you know, but, but, you, but you have to push those obstacles. And I'm reminded right now when when the Hebrews faced the wall of Jericho, they had to walk around it seven times and it came down, Dave. It came down. <laughs> OK. And so that's what I look at, you know, from slavery to the day, you know, the narrative of racism. It's a wall and it will and it has come down. <laughs> you know? Amen. Right. But the word of God has got to be uh, promulgated in our culture um, because our culture is losing a Judeo-Christian perspective on culture in general. And um, I would say, you know, we talked earlier in the in the podcast about Satan's agenda. Mm-hmm. Well, I have to say Satan's agenda here with the 1619 Project is to divide people and embitter people and make people enemies where I love the name 1776 unites us. Yes. Yes. We are people. And you know, Martin Luther King is the one who said that he wants to be judged or his children to be judged by the content of their character and not the color of their skin. And I think that is a biblical view of how we're supposed to approach each other. And that's true because what the word of God said, we're neither Jew or Gentile. We're one. We're one. Amen. We're one. And and that that is the, the, the preamble and that is the foundation of 1776 Unite. That it's not about skin color. But yet, because blacks to me, this is what I say. There is an agenda that is using blacks to not only destroy us from within, but to use us to even destroy this country. That's I'm saying. Yep. That. And that's what I see, that's right. that my people is being used as arrows in this egregious plan to continually divide this country. So it's it's an emotional agenda, David. It, it's just charged off emotions. And that's what every opportunity I get to share with my people. Don't be caught up in your emotions. The emotions are not bad, but let's stabilize that. Let's think logical here, right? The, the, these things are untrue because, and I tell people this, and this is powerful in my opinion, if you talk to many, many African-Americans and you don't say left or right, you know, you don't name parties. If you talk to them, Dave, and you begin to discuss the issues and the things that plague our hearts, our people are conservative at heart. Yes, they are. Yes, ma'am. They are conservative at yep. heart. They are biblical at heart. They do not want their children destroyed. They do not necessarily, they don't agree with abortion and all these things that are being propagated. They don't agree with economic oppression. They, they do not, you know. Or same sex exactly. You yep. know, they want the best education for their children, you know, and so these Amen. party lines and all this agenda and, and again, this emotional charge, you know, hate the white man and his racism. It's all a tactic. It's all a tactic. 
And, and, and we need to realize that, that that's what it is. It's a tactic and it's deception and manipulation that needs to be continually exposed. Amen. And you're doing a wonderful work. I, uh, I know this past Sunday you had uh, a special event at the Bellwood Public Library where you uh, did this presentation of unsung African-Americans in government. And um, I know that there's a, um, a David Barton book called American History in Black and White. But uh, there is a lot to celebrate. Yeah, it there? is. And, and that's why, you know, on, on, on the, what we were sharing with them, that was just 73 years, you know, uh, of celebration. Yeah. And it's an awesome and it's a phenomenal thing. It's empowering for our children to see because there are so many um, areas in history where I believe the public education system has failed all of us, has failed all of Absolutely. us, black and white, have Absolutely. failed us in thoroughly educating us about this great country. And so that's the message we brought, that it is a celebration. It's to be, uh, is a memorial that we ought to celebrate the contributions of so many that have went before us. I mean, you're talking about, you know, seven years after the emancipation, we have an African-American uh, senator in office coming seven years, Dave, out of slavery. But, but <laughs> DNA is, ra racism is a part of America's DNA. Republican or Democrat? Huh? Was he was he Republican or oh, Democrat? Oh, don't let me leave that part out. He was Republican, <laughs> right? He was Republican. So, so the highlight of of that event was to say, we you got the first seven African American Republicans. Should I say that again? Right. <laughs> Republicans, African-Americans first, you know, and then I tell my children and we share with them then and, I, and we continue to reiterate it to them that their bar, their dad is a barber. My husband is a barber. Right. So the first African-American Republican senator, he was a barber. And watch this, Dave. He was homeschooled. So, <laughs> so, so it's like, you know what? We can't, we can't agree. We cannot agree with the 1619 project. We just cannot. I mean, when you, when you know. How many of our students in public school are being taught this during Black History Month? Oh, oh, oh God, millions, millions all over this country. You, you know, yeah, not being taught. You're right. There's millions that this has been omitted. It's obsolete from them. You know, it was obsolete for me. You know, and that's why I tell people homeschooling. Yep. You know, I was home. You know, I went to public school and, and I'm homeschooling my children. But I tell you, I am the first student. <laughs> you know, I have yeah, learned yeah. so much. Yeah, and yeah. so that's what that extraordinary celebration was about to just bring awareness so, to that. Yes. Well, think about the contrast. You know, the 1619 project from the New York Times is seeking to make people bitter and angry and discontent about their past. And what you're doing and what 1776 Unites is doing is pointing to the good things that we can celebrate. It, you know, it's is the cup half full or yeah. half empty, right? <laughs> All perspective. And, and of course, the devil is part of the grumbling, complaining, and discontent. Mm -hmm. And scripture is very clear do not yeah. do that. Do not yeah. do that. Thank God it counted all joy, even for the exactly. Hard stuff. And because the Bible says this too, Dave, we're not exempt from trials and tribulation. There is no exemption for that, right? So we're all going to go through. But but the Bible makes this very clear: what the devil meant for bad, God will turn it around for our good. And exactly. we today, in the twenty first century, we're walking in that victory. Yes, we are, black and white. We are Amen. walking in that victory, and we will continue. And think about all Americans right now, the vast majority of us live at such a high standard 
better than the kings and queens yes. of old. Yes. Better. Yes. Way better. You know, thank you, Lord, for blessing America in such amazing yes, ways. Yes, yes. We are still, even with our flaws, we are still we are still the greatest country on the face of the earth. And I thank God. Well, I could talk to you for a long <laughs> yes, time yes. here. Let's yes. Talk. We need to wrap yes. this up. And I just want to just encourage you, keep doing what thank you're you. doing, spreading the word, educating your kids, because you know what? Uh, your four kids are going to have uh, kids of their own and they're going to teach them and they're going to stand on their shoulders. Mm-hmm. And you know, that, that's my goal too yes. as a parent is have them stand on my shoulders and go further and farther than I ever uh, was able to do. Um, and, and, you know, so God bless you and all the work that Thank you're you. doing. Let's talk yes. again. But uh, in the meantime, I want to just remind our, our listeners, number one, please call your state lawmakers. 217-782-2000 sometime this week during business hours and tell them to reject those two horrible bills. House Bill 4870 and Senate Bill 3668. All right. House Bill 4870, Senate Bill 3668. Also, I want to let you know that we're having our Worldview Conference coming up on March 7th. We're featuring Dr. Michael Brown and Dr. Rob Gagnon at the Village Church of Barrington. Please check that out. Give us a call and uh, please attend if you can. It's from 10 in the morning until 3.30 in the afternoon. It'll be a great day. Take advantage of these two great biblical experts talking about our corrosive culture. So with that, Latasha, God bless you. Thank you so much for being with me this morning. And um, just keep going and let's keep working to further the kingdom here on earth. Thank you for listening to Illinois Family Spotlight. For more information, please visit us at ifiaction.org and look for us on Facebook and Twitter. If you would like to email us questions or comments, please do so at feedback at ifiaction.org. Until next time, stay engaged and keep your eyes on the prize.